They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right, Michael Pataglia, thank you so much for joining us. Your company is Insure You Too, another fellow cohorter. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to, to talk to you today. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us about Insure You Too, um, a little bit about your history and what brought you to what you're doing now. Sure. I mean, Insure You Too is a... Um, agency, insurance agency for employee benefits for very small businesses. We work with the 15 under crowd and we kind of bring those services uh, to people who haven't had access to them in the past and, and try to help them act like grow up like a large company and give them the ability to do that. Um, <clears throat> I got into it on a whim. Like I think, you know, accidental entrepreneurship is one of those big things. Um, I was doing a lot of consulting and my wife asked me to get a real job and this was our compromise. <laughs> and uh you know and uh and so i've been in this since like 2009 before that i was in software development and business process re-engineering and all sorts of weird things that so so it had nothing to do with this what attracted you to insurance uh nothing <laughs> I... <laughs> You gotta have you gotta I take us down up. There's gotta be a path. So I mean, here, here's the real story. How I started. Uh, my wife had asked me to get a real job. Yeah, we'd moved back from New Jersey, and uh, I said, "Okay, I haven't interviewed for a company for I don't know thirty years. I better figure that out." So I take any interview there was, and uh, I walked into this interview and no idea who the company was. They sit here, sit in this room, and it was this big auditorium. Somebody would be out with you in a minute, and then it started filling up with people. And then somebody came out and started talking to me about insurance, and if I could have gnawed my arm off and leave the room politely, I would have. <laughs> um, but at the end of it, I said, aha, and I signed up. Um, it really came down to it was a recurring revenue stream. Okay. And I liked the idea of building a, a book of business, building a recurring revenue um, I, instead of individual sales, cause I hate sales, that was like one and done and go find the next one. Yeah. I figured I could build that into a stream of income. Um, and I did that. I, I went with this company and, uh, the, the reality was, um, the more I worked through, the more I saw there were eth ethical questions. Uh, I tried somewhere else, found out I was kind of good at it, but again, ethical questions. I thought that ah, the only way to do it ethically right is just do it yourself and so uh insure you too was born because that was the only domain name i could find i like it though it's i think what tells you what to do yeah exactly and if you're like you said a smaller company it's like you're getting insured too which for a smaller yeah. business like we're we're a lot of the times don't have the opportunity to offer benefits and stuff so it's very much in line yeah, yeah i think it turned out to be a good brand i was doing the individual market at the time and that's and then, of course, the ACA came and totally blew up that market. And I thought, oh, now I've got to do group. <laughs> what does that mean? And I found a mentor, a friend of mine, and, and he helped me figure out the group market. So I moved into the group because of the ACA. So talk about building your first company. Like you, you're in a field you haven't 
you know, you maybe not be 100% familiar. Obviously, you're learning it, but you're sitting there. What are your first steps and, you know, in building and growing it? Um, so my first steps were a lot of prayers because there, and you got the there wasn't options. Right. I got the domain. <laughs> what the heck? And, and it was interesting. I had some income. Yeah. When I left the companies, it kind of went away. Um so I had to rebuild that quickly. So I already knew insurance and I already had a lot of contacts and I, I kind of, you know, I bootstrapped my company. It was yeah. like, that that's the hardest way to do anything is like, you know, nobody's going to fund an, an agency because there's not a product. So um, I, I remember when I first got started, I, I came into the market and I used to get 20% an individual for commission. So I spent two months and really got like, okay, I'm, I don't have survival money, but I can eat this week. In January came, and that's when the ACA kicked in, and all the all the um, commission rates went from 20% to 5%. Yeah. So I woke up January morning going, I'm back at the start, and now it's harder. I got 5%, not 20%. Um, I guess I was just uh, stubborn. I didn't know what else to do. Look, and I'm... I'm New Jersey looking, side came out in you. Well, I <laughs> lived there for a while. It was a panic side. I lived sure for a long time, but I, I, I used to do, the world was starting to change for me because of my age. And no matter how much you want to look at it, when you start hitting your 50s, going into a company and trying to find a job um, is much harder. Yeah. And so I look around and go, well, what job am I going to get? And, and software is kind of, that was my passion for years to kind of run the course, um, you know. And then if I do get a job, okay, so they give me a hundred thousand. Three weeks later, they lay me off, and I'm back in that spot. And now I'm closer to sixty. And you know what? It, it didn't seem like that was an option for me, so I just was crazy enough to keep going and and figure it out. And every day you wake up and go, okay, what am I going to do today to eat? And uh, every day eating got easier, and uh, we grew the grew grew it up. And uh, I, I, I I am not a business person. I've never gone to college for that. I've never. I couldn't even until we went to 10K. I couldn't even read financial statements. I knew I knew what they meant. So I kind of was probably a, a dumb enough not to know I, what I was about to do. Yeah. Right? If I had looked at that, I go, oh no, no way. But. Um, so I just would have to figure out, I got to find people. So networking, I was already involved with, and I'd go through networking. Of course, now I had to change because I was doing networking where I'd find individuals. Now I was trying to find groups, and so you find different networking groups because different networking brings different results. Um, and then after that was working, you say, well, I kind of want bigger companies, so I had to find a new networking group. So, so all of my business, 100%, has always been referral. I mean, uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I, I, it's all I've done. Everything else I've tried, I either I'm not good at, I don't like, I will never pick up a phone and cold call. I just, you know, I should. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though, that you've done it without having to cold call. Because I'm hearing your story thinking, oh, he must have just dialed and smiled, smiled and dialed. But you were just out meeting people. And I think it's so inspiring. Like, you're kind of like, yeah, hey, whatever. Like, this is super inspiring, the fact that the ageism thing is real, right? Like it had, or even just you're at a point where like, what am I going to do? And you, you didn't let no be an answer. Or the not, or not knowing. Yeah. Hinder you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, 
you know, you just figure it out, right? Yeah. Just, you just got to figure it out. That's, and I, I guess I've always had that. I've always had a risk mentality. It's like, yeah, I, I believe, I've always said job security doesn't come at all with where you work. It only comes with your belief in yourself to be able to do something. Ugh, I never, so true. I always believe, I never trusted a company that I was going to, it's me, I'll figure it out. I mean, I don't know what my future, but I'll figure it out when I get there. And, and I've always had that attitude. Um, so that I think helps a lot. Yeah. So starting the business, what obstacles? I mean, obviously, <laughs> learning the industry, figuring out how to run a business, you've got a few obstacles, but yeah. like any other like big ones that came along the way, ACA, oh, the ACA. I mean. Well, know. that was that was huge. But, you know, and even COVID, right? I mean, yeah. COVID. My biggest risk in COVID was all my clients went away because they went under, right? Oh. Right. I mean, what what control do I have over that? So when COVID hit, um, my strategy became very simple. Um, I heard about the PPP loans very early, and people were very confused about them. And all I could think of, if I get my clients' PPP loans, they would survive. If they survive, I survive. So I learned everything I could do about PPP loans. That's And I started calling my clients going, hey, have you heard about this? Here's how you apply. Do you have a banker? Let me see if I can get you in touch with one. And so we went through all our clients and I lost, I don't, I think maybe I lost one client through, through COVID, right? And a lot of them come back and said, man, you were the first one to tell us and got us, because most of them got on that. Remember there was like the first batch and all went away. I had gotten the people lined up. They were, most of them were in that first batch. So, uh, so, you know, it's always just, it, to me, it's just thinking about what's really out there and, and, and figuring out that, that's survival. Real insurance. Like in, in terms of like you went to bat for all of these people, that's you taking care of them before something happens, which is what insurance is supposed to be there for. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have, uh, a lot of staff members, or is it just you? So I've I've got one other agent who's a ten nine. I had one other agent for for many years. He's still there. When I came out of ten um, k, um, I had been looking for a way to grow the agency, and and kind of the best way is bring other agents in. Well, it's really hard to find an agent. And go, hey, you know what I just did? You want to do that, right? Because Let's start with zero in your commission only because I got no pockets to pay somebody. But we discovered a niche of where that we might be able to find those, right? So agents that like maybe an AFLAC agent who's already got a bit of business, but they've realized they can't grow anymore. And I've been talking to a guy who had done that and he started his own little agency and we were going to put together a company together. And he kind of said, I kind of like that idea. Why don't I just come with you? So. He's now, um, me and him are working on merging some organizations and we're growing and then we're going to um, together start bringing other agents in by, by doing that. It's a little slower than I thought it would be, but <clears throat> uh, he's got to get his footing. So my focus right now is getting him his footing, right? It's, yeah. that's, that's the right growth plan for me, not to go off running by myself. So, Just to understand the business model a little bit, let's say I am selling Affleck insurance. Mm-hmm. Are you more of an independent broker where Affleck is an option you can sell, but you also sell multiple? Like if I'm a company, as an example, I have 10 employees and I'm like, okay, what are my options for insurance? 
do you bring me one product or do you bring me kind of an idea of several different products that I could use for my employees? So my company, we do insurance products and we kind of bring the gamut. Now, we don't okay. necessarily represent them all. So there's your health, dental, vision, life. That's kind of what we do. Um, we don't get into the 401ks. We have partners who do it's investments and yeah. money. It's a totally different thing. <clears throat> then there's what they call work site or supplemental insurance, which is you think of Aflac, but there's probably 40 companies out there that do that. So we bring some of those people in and represent those. And then we even have some some uh, other stuff will help put together a package like um, uh, uh, Legal Shield, right? Is a is a product a lot of people. It's not insurance, but we have people. So we try to bring in a package to our to our clients where we say, here's the benefits you can put together so that looks like a very full benefit. And a lot of times we have probably better package than larger companies at very low cost in them, but it's broad. We always believe their their employees need, you know, options and selections. And so that's our side. Okay. We have partnerships with some of those other people. Okay. Outside of um, some of the things that you've been sharing so far, what's been like the biggest growing pains and obstacles um, for bringing on this new or working with this new person? Yeah, I mean, so obviously the the, the whole cash flow, right? Because built up a business, but it's, you know, it's not a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. So it's cash flow is always king and, you know, and he's... Um, growing too. So for me, we've kind of got the structure of the company. We're going to open up another one. We kind of figured all that out. But the time and commitment to make that other company is going to be totally different. It's a training company. Okay. Okay. So the idea is if I need, we'll call them AFLAC agents, supplemental agents, um, they're usually at a turning point, but they don't know where to turn for information about what they should do. Right. Okay. okay. I know I'm Affleck. Uh, I need to grow, but I don't know what my options are to do that. So we want to put together a training company that tells us those options. And that company itself should be a little revenue model that does quite well on its own. Now, if we meet some really good key agents, we'll certainly talk to them about coming over to, to the other side with us. But, you know, we're looking for more of an online training platform that we could push out nationwide. So that's that's going to be a challenge of getting those those pieces in place. But to work that all out, um, I want to bring in um, the other agent as an equal, so I need to get his business to my business so we have time to kind of do that then. And, and so that's a challenge, just time management. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and working with somebody again, or like, you know, figuring that out. Yeah, learning how to work with, with anybody then. Yeah. Um, that's it, that's always a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I I want to talk yeah yeah I want to talk about the 10k SB program because that's sure. where I met you, uh, and I know I mean, we talked about this a little bit but like can you talk about where you were with your business as much as you want to talk about that and, <laughs> and you could just even say like you weren't at a point of where you really were in love with your business I mean and I'm very open about where I was I was ready to shut the doors down the only reason I did not shut the doors down was because I got into the program and my <laughs> husband's like 
I don't think you can go in there without a business. I'm like, well, I could go off like my previous ones or something. He's like, no, I think you need to keep going just a little bit more. So, um, and it made me, it made me enjoy my business again. I mean, hundred percent. Like I walked out of there like, okay, I can do this. So I'd love to talk about, you know, going into it where you were and then coming out of it, what changed? Sure. Sure. I mean, I'm 63. Yeah, I just had, so I was 62 at the time. My wife always laughs because I can never remember how old I am. <laughs> That's a good thing. And, yeah, it's I'm like, it's, I think I've told her I was 63 for the last five years. <laughs> so now it's right. But um, I know retirement's coming and I'm tired. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, right? It, running a business, running your, it, it gets tired. Now, I am passionate and I love my business. I've got, Everybody should have a why in their business, and I have a why, right? I've got um, a little girl that had to have open-heart surgery the day she was born, and we had to figure out how to get her mother insurance so that she could have the operation, and we figured that out back when I first started. Um, and then as the ACA came along, there was weird things like none of the insurance you got on the individual market would um, work at Children's or at Cook's. So the answer was, hey, go find another doctor. Hey, go find another uh, hospital. And I'm just like, no, I'm I'm sorry. You don't do that to somebody. Right. Um, so we had to find ways to keep that because she had to have another. Matter of fact, a couple of years ago, she had to have a second one. And it was like, no, you need that continuity. You need her doctors. You don't, this isn't a, that was one of the things about the ACA drove me nuts. So. So I'm passionate about that, and I look at, I look at the companies I do, and I go, you don't know if any of your employees are in that. I know for sure what I do is important, and it helps people, and it affects their lives, mm -hmm. okay? And so I have a lot of passion about that. At the same time, I'm really not passionate about selling. Yeah. Right? It's not, I'm not a salesperson, right? So... Uh, my wife will tell you that I'm heck half retired, right? She goes, how do you have time? It's like half it's entrepreneurship. You all know we don't necessarily work the normal hours. Yeah. Right? In the middle of the afternoon, if you've got 15 minutes, you can run to the store and, and then come back to what you need because yeah. at 10 o'clock at night, you're doing other. Yeah. It's just not normal hours. So she calls that half retired. Uh, and she thinks that, of course, when I go out networking, that's just you know, entertainment time. Yeah. And like, so, and, and I, and I, and I uh, no doubt that though, I'm at that point where it's like, okay, I'm tired. And so I came in going like, uh, do I continue to grow? Do I just hold on and I'll just stay there retirement? Look at, I mean, the thing about insurance is if I don't sell any, I don't lose any, at least quickly. So if I just support them, it's, I yeah. retired. <laughs> um, which, is my exit strategy, but when do I do that, right? Anyhow, so I came in, but like struggling with that, but came out after I realized that there was this, you know, I've been trying to put agents on my payroll for five, six years yeah. now, and I could not find a, a way to do that. So I kind of like gave up on that. It's like, oh, great idea, but huh, I, I, I ain't got so much I want to do with that. I'm not going to be a millionaire and pay somebody six months, find out they can't do the job and move on. Hey, I can't afford to do that. So when I came up with this brainstorm, which really came out of just sitting down and talking to people and, and, and 
um, ideas going in your head and hearing what other people are doing. And so we came up with what we talked about earlier about putting together the second company. I got pretty excited about it. Um, and it still is exciting. And I still think we're going down that road. Uh, but it was re rejuvenating. And the other thing too was uh, it validated that I wasn't some kook on a hill by myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, so, and it's been really good. It's, I've talked to a lot of people who know me for many years and they keep going, hey, your confidence is a whole lot better. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'll make fun of myself a lot, right? I, I, so here's strange things, right? Right. So engineers, if you know anything about engineers, software engineers, yes. which I was, they have very bad um, belief that they're not really great. Yeah, they don't know what. They're doing. Yeah, somebody's got to find me out, right? Yeah. So I always have, right? And so it's like if I go into a group of people, it's business people. I'm like, okay, I'm not really the business person. So. <laughs> but I came out of there realizing that. People said things to me like, you really inspired me in your story. And I'm like, what? Why, <laughs> <Yeah>. how? <laughs> Not me. I mean, I'm just this idiot on a hill by myself. And uh, uh, so when I came out, um, that whole confidence was there. And the, the realized that I had a lot of more value to people. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, Josh always cracks up at it because I don't know if you know Josh, but I'll talk about him anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, he always goes, you are the most um, humbling leader I've ever run across. What do you mean? I, people just, you'll go, oh, B, what are you kidding about me? And you walk away and 10 people follow you. Why? <laughs> I, I don't see that. But it, it was so funny because we were in a, a meeting and he's telling me that. And I'm going, oh, yeah, okay, Josh, thank you very much. And up comes this lady, comes in and she goes, you know, and I didn't even know who she was at, at first. She goes, do you remember me? I'm going, no, don't really. <laughs> she goes, well, you ran, we have a, a thing we call NBS, we're help companies, and no big deal. But she goes, you you were ran my NBS, you were on my panel. I go, oh, okay. She goes, you gave me the best business advice I've ever had. I'm like, what are you, kidding me? <laughs> You're joking, right? Who set you up for this? Are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> you told this and... and uh, I changed my entire business model over it, and now I'm thriving. And I go, uh, okay. So a lot of that awesome. stuff is, is came out of 10K, and I've, it's funny. I waited until I was 63 to realize maybe I got something to to, to really say in the business. To offer, yeah. Right? I'm not as crazy as I think. Well, you're crazy. You have to be crazy to be not. I mean, yeah, yeah you are crazy. Just accept you're crazy. Yes. But you actually do know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, it's good. So, <laughs> yeah. I used to think a lot of it was luck. I guess it's just the way I think. It just seems normal to me. Yeah. Well, I think, so we talked about this, what, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We were talking about people, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. And like, there's this want, right? I want this business. I want to do this. But then it's like, okay, for you to have that, there's like 10 things you have to do over here. Like, and they're not easy and they're hard. I think what you have to realize is the exceptional place of, being willing to do those that's what makes you success right and yeah. i'm not i'm not saying you're like you obviously do when you're talking about but it's it's those things that i would say a large i don't know the percentage but a very large percentage of people want this over here they want the freedom they want the business they want to be able to do this but then it's like okay well you have to do this well 
I don't want to do that or I don't want to do that, you know, and there's that that marriage that is very far and few in between. Yeah, I think so. I think risk too, right? People who really take a risk, they, some people analyze the risk. I've never analyzed the risk. I just figure it's going to happen. Um, I'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I never thought about how much of an entrepreneurial spirit I had until I looked back at it recently. And I started my first business when I was in high school. And people go, oh, lawn mowing? No, I had a storefront business of doing electronic repair. A storefront, it was in a basement of a commercial building. We had a police department that would we contract with. And I'm thinking, you know, to me that was just like, oh, I was just playing around in high school. It's like, no, I've always been. And now I look and, and I've got the second business is training one, and I've got another business we're looking at doing. I start going, oh, I can call myself a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's like I guess they just always have just make it happen, and risk is, the risk is myself. People yeah. either trust yeah. yourself or you don't, right? It's That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. How were you as a kid? How was I as a kid? Yeah, like it, like it seems like you're, very motivated. You had ideas, and and it, like you just said, you had a store as a high schooler. Yeah, like you, your parents are obviously setting you up at some capacity. But like, how was that personality? How do you think you were? So, I started. I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I grew up, like seven, six, seven, or eight. I was into electronics. I was into, to, doing all sorts of electronic stuff. I didn't get into a math class and. Nine, eight, I'm sorry, eighth grade, and I, I forced myself into the class because I knew what I was going to do until I got to college. And I got to doing that, and I went, why am I doing this? I don't know if this is what I want to do. And I was became very lost, to be honest, just lost. Um, and I left college. And I came down here, a strange coincidence. I was up in Ohio. My dad had moved down to Texas, worked for somebody, didn't work out. He bought a company. He actually bought two companies. And so he was running two companies. So I said, I, I came golf with him on Christmas Day, then flew up to Ohio State, and it was like two degrees below zero and a 30-mile-hour wind, you know, coming at me, walking across campus. And I just turned around, went home, flew back to Dallas, said, forget that. I'm, what am I doing? I'm not. <laughs> um, so I worked in, in my dad's business, and... I think that was a real turning point to me that I just learned so much about it was more than showing up for a job. It was, my dad always taught me great ethics. And he was like, you know, when I came in, he goes, I want you to know the best advice when you work, have a sibling or a, 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 somebody work in your company, a relative. So I want you to know, everybody's going to look at you and think you got this job because you're my son. So you have to work so hard and you have to do so much more, and you have to do so much better than everybody else in the job that they never question that. And and I did. I mean, I worked my butt off to make that successful, and then he sold it and moved on. And again, I was trying to find my way through life and uh, stumbled into electronics and software. Actually, I tried to do the electronics again. and didn't like it and stumbled into software. So I've been stumbling my whole life into things, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it seems like your dad gave you a pretty good foundation. I always say that real entrepreneur education is hands-on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we talk about with our kids, you know, we our daughter has a, a small business. Yes, I'm running it because she's small. But she's, she knows. She's like, Mommy and Daddy go to the warehouse. 
mommy and dad are doing this. I, I get her feedback because I want her to, to know, just like it seems like your dad wanted you to know, that it was, I'm giving you all this information and I'm giving you the foundation for it. And it, it applies everywhere. Yeah. It applies in many. Somebody, yeah. whether you work for yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's the ethics and understanding that there's a lot more stuff going on above you that, so if you don't understand the decision in that company, I talk to my son about that all the time. But my son, I think, will become an entrepreneur. I, he's watched me through this whole time. And yeah. When he was, <laughs> he cracked me up, when he was in, golly, second grade, third grade, he started a restaurant with the kids, right? He started making food. I love it. And that. it was up in New Jersey, right? And and he'd call my dad up, and they'd have business meeting talks and Oh, you know, and how they were going to grow the business. And so he was making this food out of Play-Doh. And pretty soon other kids in the class, of winter up there, they're not outside. They start making the food. And he came to me one day and he goes, Dad, I'm giving up my restaurant. <laughs> I go, really? He goes, yeah. I go, you're giving up. I said, but you like doing that. He goes, yeah, but I'm going to do something different. What are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to sell the food to the restaurants because there's more money in that. Wow. And I went... Okay, kid, you're you're set. Yeah, no. You are set for life. It's yeah. just when you can see those insights. So yeah, perspective. Yeah. What does he do now? He's a software engineer. Somebody also saw that one too. Yeah, he'll come around. <laughs> no, he's he's probably a hundred times better than I was. He's doing great in his career, and he's just exploding. They um, is he's in a niche that he likes, and I think eventually he'll go off and. Yeah, he do some sort of technology on his own, but it's good. He's getting his feet wet in a really, really good company. I mean, IBM just bought him out, so now he works for IBM. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm so curious on this because I know we're running out of time, but you talk about being tired and you talk about retirement. I don't know. I mean, like you're not just, you don't get to go to a networking group. Like you're involved in all these. Like you're on the social committee for the one I'm thinking of. You're like, you're doing a whole bunch of, like, you are not just an alumni for 10KSB. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff there. What, what does retirement look like for you? Because I cannot picture you at all being, like, 65, time to <laughs> up. I don't, I'm not answering my phone anymore. Like, I, there's no way you're stopping in two years. No. <laughs> or under. If I stop, <laughs> I know, I know. 70 is where I'll probably start thinking about what I'm going to do. That's always been the horizon. Um, Yeah, I believe if you're going to be in networking, be involved. Don't join a group if you're not going to do something other than, because if you show up at the meetings, not going to shake people's hands. That's the end of that, right? You're you're not going to get much out of that. So this is my year of giving. It kind of goes to that, right? Um, So how does retirement look? Probably not much different than it is now. That's yeah. why I said I'm retired. <laughs> my wife's probably right. But this year, I know that it's going to take um, my other partner a year or so to get his business where we can work as equals on this other thing. And I just don't want to do that stuff by myself anymore. I need somebody. So I know I'm going to work hard at helping him grow his business. I'm looking at the alumni stuff there. It's like, let me give back. So I'm looking at places I can just give back. Yeah. Um funny thing is the more you do that the more things come your way yes yeah, like, yeah. that's my that's the it's like you know you do it for the right reasons and that's just i was telling people that it's like a couple people that i've really helped out of some bad situations like no look at I'll, I'll do this for you because it's just that's right now where my 
heart and passion is is just to uh, I I've lived a blessed life. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will go, oh, you know, you're not a multimillionaire. Maybe you have no, had nothing to do with that. I am at a point in my life, and I tell anybody this, that I am the happiest, most content than I've ever been. Mm. The The relationship with my wife couldn't be better. Um, uh, she's retiring, and that's fine. I'm so thrilled with that. <laughs> so maybe when she retires, my retirement look a little different. My yeah, partial retirement because I'll have more time to do some things with her. I I just the only thing I can do is give. That, yeah. That's the only thing I got left to do, and that will return into retirement somehow. I don't know when it'll fade or how it will fade, but um, no, I don't plan to unplug from networking groups or you know uh, helping wherever I can. I love it. I, I think that's amazing, especially like that. Like it's almost like you equate. Um, success to giving back i think it is if you if, yeah. to, to, to who's been given much when they should give back i you know there's a whole thing there i know the bible quite i don't know what it is but it's but it's a feeling yeah and i've i've always i've missed some of that in my life right and I've, sometimes you get so head down that it's like i've just got to get to the next thing you forget to give and i realized there was a lot of my life i didn't give when i should have and so i'll make up for it now that's just I mean, yeah, I think I owe the world some of that. I love it. Well, we, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing all of that happen for you, um, especially with the couple of things that you have on the horizon. Which I'm not. Are we allowed to talk about it, or we want to wait a bit? Um, we could talk about it. I know. <laughs> I put them on the spot the other day at lunch. I'm like, talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I said something too to somebody, and then they were like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Uh." Maybe it hasn't been announced yet. I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> like, well, and that's what I told uh, told Josh. We got to, we got to. I'm just going to try to make an announcement here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and get it out there. So this will be out by the time I know it's my house. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. We'll be your announcement. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your announcement yeah. with us. We got, we got the exclusive. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what do you want to know? Because I'm already an open book. I already told you things I probably shouldn't. Know. Yes. <laughs> Just keep on going. My wife. Good. Hurry, ask questions while you still. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. And no, I haven't had a drink, so that's okay. <laughs> but do you want to say what it is or no? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. You want me to say it? Well, talk like about the program you're putting together. Like I said, you're. You're supposed to be tired and retired. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm starting a whole new program for 10K. So, or in the Dallas facility. So, can yeah. you talk about what you're doing? Yeah, this doesn't seem to match. Does it? <laughs> no. I've never noticed that, but that's yeah. I'm the same way where I'm like, I don't want to do more. Aaron, can you? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's do it. So, yeah, talk about what so, you're working on. There's, I don't know, what, a thousand ish only yeah. and I in the Dallas Fort Worth area. <clears throat> And as we said earlier, the alumni are like key to what 10K is. I mean, as much as you learn that class, the value is really being part of that alumni. So you need a very active one. And, and Goldman Sachs wants a very active one. But there's issues, I understand, on their side on what they can and can't do, what they'll allow and, and how they want to run. And some of those cause problems to make a a strong alumni program. And so I sit around going, well, how do you solve those problems? And I went, ah, you do it by starting your own company and you you act as a conduit between 10K and the alumni and um, you give the support pieces that right. that Goldman Sachs can't 
and then so so Goldman Sachs and rightfully wants anything that they do with the alumni to be driven by the alumni. Well, then you got to have the alumni organized, for instance, and that's yep. what this is: is to organize them to help them drive events, not just say, hey, I'd like to see this happen, but put together people do. And, and if you need to fund an event, you know, you need a, a place that money can go and come out of, and mm-hmm. and that can't be 10K. So, so the idea is just to elevate and take the resources of the alumni to such a point that it becomes so valuable to all the alumni. And, and, and that's what we're trying to do. They're trying to figure out, we'll see. I think you've got a really great start. I'm yeah. I'm excited to get involved. Uh, just like doing events alone, where you can show up. We did um, a bowling night, and it was like hands down the most fun I've had in a long time. Just because you, you know, you're hearing about what other people are doing, and then they had we had an award. The person who put the award together actually that's their company as they build those things. So it's like it all you know comes back or comes full circle. So I'm really excited to see what you guys. Shane Beach. Yep, yeah. and about Shane. Didn't he come to our, our thing? I love Shane. He's one of the greatest alumni. His his company is the coolest company in the world. And it's like super, like, he's very successful at what he does. And he's very humble and just quiet and yes. never have any idea that. No, it's just, I, if you go, if you, I'm sure you toured his place. I haven't. But it's funny that you say that because he actually invited us to come when we were bowling because I was like, this is just the coolest. Yeah. It is the coolest place to go in. When you see baby shower invite, when you see that. He told me about the, yeah, I think I just, yeah. Hands down. To go. You were going to, wasn't it like, did he do like a crate, like a, uh, was it an elephant? What, a, like, does he make like crazy 3D things? Isn't that him? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. yeah. It was like this life-size, like oh, yeah. rocking horse or something. Like, oh yeah. He yeah. Did, they did, they did, um, what's the big mixer of the, uh, Mixer stand. KitchenAid? Yeah. They did one of those that was life-size, right? So it's like you could stand inside the bowl, and you would think it was like a real one. I mean, you know, this stuff he's done is just... Okay, we're totally reaching out. Yeah, that's... Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, don't don't miss the Shane is one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just reconnecting with those people. They don't always reconnect. And it just brings back the energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you have to do is you got to keep redoing that. And don't you feel so proud... Like, I feel so proud when I hear, like, one of my, somebody in my cohort or any one of um, yeah. the, the graduates has some sort of success and it's shared, um, or you hear it through the grapevine, that you're like, you did it. Yeah. You're busting your butt and you made it happen. And, like, you may have heard the side where it yeah. wasn't so pretty and things were, you know, drop yeah. the floor was dropping. Um, so I think there's that, too. And and people are cheering you on. Yep. Yeah. We're cheerleaders, no doubt. And I love to hear when people succeed. I love big successes in hearing, got a contract, or they got this, or they did that. Yeah. So I've got feel part of it, right? Yeah. It feels like, yeah, it's part of your family did it, right? And uh, Family dinner. That needs to be one of the events. Um, can we do a couple rapid-fire questions? Sure. Okay. Uh, best advice you've ever been given? Wow, that's a rapid fire. Thought process. Um, there's like ten of them jumbling through my head, and I can't even pull them out. <laughs> Best advice I've ever been from my dad. Just the advice I told you about: never let people question yes. that you made it for, for whatever reason. So 
that applied maybe you know to him in that spot, mm-hmm. but it really applies anywhere else because there's always politics in a company. There's always did yeah. you get it because and if nobody can ever question why. That's always that's a, that's a good focus. Yeah, I like that. What's like your uh, favorite beverage? I don't drink a whole. <laughs> it can be coffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink a cup of coffee a day. I I pretend like I drink water. I try to <laughs> does tea. I try to, and I to <laughs> Now, if I go out, drink. I used to never drink. I used to drink once a year. I used to joke. Hey, I drink. Now I go to all these happy hours. I tend to drink. I drink, but I only drink one. Yeah. I started drinking bourbon on a block, and I don't even know what kind of bourbons are out there. I keep going bourbon you got they tell me i go i don't know what that is give me that <laughs> i'm gonna look that one yeah <laughs> no, so, that. that's interesting so far i've failed two out of two no you're doing great uh top bucket list item spend more time with my wife and my son yeah that's family that's yeah. just too too little time in life yeah yeah that's very true and then what's a guilty pleasure ice cream what, what kind? Any particular brand? Or just... Oh, if ice cream. Right now, if you ever have Bluebell Millennium, don't. It's addictive. <laughs> what is it? What's the, like, what's in it? It's caramel and chocolate chunks, happy. nuts, and... Happy. Oh, I, yeah, my wife hates me because I found it, and she checked her, took it out of here. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm, my whole life has been sweets. I am a, a chocoholic in the biggest sense of the word. Have you been to Andy's Custard? Yeah. Yeah. I can't drive by one without, like, having that, like, it's like a pole. Get in the, you know, like, no, don't do it. Okay. No, they're very good. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, learn more about you, where is the best place to find you? Um. <clears throat> so, website, obviously, insure you. Got that yeah. domain. <laughs> and, it's, and it's Y-O-U-T-O-O. Okay. Dot com, right? Yep. Sure, you too. Um, you certainly can email Michael at sure you too. Or my phone number is easy, 972-832-4840. I'm happy to answer anybody or talk to anybody. Awesome. And if you're an alumni, you can go to alum dot, alumcorp.com. Alumcorp or core? Core. C-O-R-E or C-O-R? C-O-R-P-S. Alumcorp. Corps. Okay. Alumcorp. So A-L-U-M-C-O-R-P-S dot org. And you could sign up to get on our mailing list. At least that part's there. All right. I'll have that on our show notes. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Thank you for being here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate the time. All right. I will grant the world plus two plus the fourth love course of the product of the product of my growth of me. Hello, Narcissus, right? The pride of the world. The pride of the world.